I'm Denise Wallach-Peterson, founder of the Menopause Project and creator of the Use Your Cycle Method. I've been a personal trainer for the last two decades to hundreds of women, helping them through hormonal disruption, perimenopause, and menopause, coming out on the other side, celebrating their strength, their health, and their wisdom. Because menopause doesn't have to suck. In Meno Minis, we'll be discussing everything from sleep, sex, and weight loss to how to support and use your hormonal cycle to live a more vibrant life in the flow, even post-menopause. Welcome to today's Meno Mini. Hey, hope you are feeling well today. Before we get started on today's Use Your Cycle Nutrition topic, I've got a 60-second Use Your Cycle Method case study. So T came to me because she was feeling pretty good about her eating and her exercise, but she'd gained 15 pounds over the last six months. Now, aside from the weight gain, her PMS was self-admittedly worse than when she was a teenager. Tender breasts that hurt even just thinking about it, bloating, anxiety, the works. Our first step was to really look at her food. And while it was pretty good, she had fallen into some habits since the last time she tracked her food. Now, a quick side note, in the use your cycle method, we don't plan on tracking our food forever, but we do start with it just enough to get a handle on what's going on, right? So starting with the basics, we brought back her protein and her veggies to get them on track. Then we examined the foods that many people are intolerant of And we found a couple of innocent enough looking foods that turned out to be the source of her bloating. Now, honestly, once those intolerance were out of her day-to-day menu, she was well on her way to weight loss. After that, we started layering in the seven use your cycle method protocols. And after only her second period using the protocols, she had her first surprise period. You know, no PMS. I firmly believe because she removed the intolerances, she was doing well with her weight loss in general, which is what she was looking for. And by the end of our time together, she celebrated with new pants and a new calendar so she could track her period, you know, because she was feeling so darn good. Bad segue alert. Today's nutrition topic, fiber, another player in bloating. Rather, the lack of it contributes to bloating. Did you know that the average American woman only eats 13 to 17 grams of fiber every day? Okay, maybe it's more alarming when you know that the minimum needs to be 25 grams. And for optimal health, we're looking at 35 to 50 grams of fiber every single day. But before I bore you with the details of how to get more fiber, the whys, chin whiskers, acne, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, hot flashes and night sweats, liver health, cravings, weight gains and losses, sleep. Also, let's amplify this with a story so this will all come together in the end. Years ago, I had a client, always bloated, couldn't lose weight in her stomach, and after lots of discussion, it finally came out that she only pooped once every 
two weeks. Yeah, one time every 14 days. Just in case you're confused, let's clear it up. Let's let's make an, a baby analogy. They sleep, they eat, they poop. They sleep, they eat, they poop. Eat, poop, eat, poop, eat, poop. Have you ever seen a baby not poop after every meal? If you have, you've probably taken them to a doctor after just a couple of days, right? It's in the design. We eat, digest, use the useful stuff, the vitamins, the minerals, the proteins, the fat. Dispose of the toxins and the waste, the sugar, the food coloring, the trans fats. You get the picture. And just like any new piece of equipment, a baby works well as it was designed. Over the years, equipment and bodies get gummed up from using the wrong oil, synthetic oil, cleaners, right? Same with our bodies. Over years, we trade out real foods for food-like substances. We get sloppy and cleaning and things get gummed up. And all that gunk sits on the equipment. It starts to stink. Maybe makes weird noises. Think bad smelling farts. And once in a while, some of that gunk breaks off with whatever the output is. Think stinky poop. All of this to say, you are designed to poop after every meal and at a minimum once a day. If we one time a dayers were honest, we could probably poop more. We just don't have time. Okay, we'll talk about how to clean the system out in a bit, but back to the whys. Chin whiskers. Excess testosterone fly floating around in our system is the cause. And as with any excess or toxin, it is sent to the pooper and excreted when you poop. Now, if you don't poop for a couple of days, while it sits in the colon, there's these little finger-like substances that suck out more useful and not useful stuff and uh, from, the, you know, from the waste products sitting there and shove them around the system again. Suck it into the blood, goes through the system. So if broccoli is sitting in there, more vitamin C is pulled out. But if testosterone is sitting there, it's pulled out and recirculated through the body. While vitamin C boosts the immunity, excess testosterone gets a second chance to promote whiskers. Yeah, whiskers. If you don't poop for four or five days, it's a whole lot of times that that excess testosterone has a chance to be recirculated. Don't poop for two weeks. You're getting a major bang for your buck on that testosterone. Really thick whiskers. Acne, same, testosterone. Hot flashes and night sweats, that's an excess of estrogen. Know where that comes from? <laughs> well, if you're perimenopausal, our hormones are all over the place. Hi, low, hi. And that endocrine system, fancy name for hormone system, is working on OT. We need the excess, we do not need the excess estrogen sitting in the waist. Liver, that's not a holding cell, but it is a filter. It's already working hard filtering your food the first time through and filtering the excess hormones the first time through. Then, because you aren't pooping after every meal or every day, the liver gets to filter the waste that's floating around in your blood system again. This creates a backlog at the liver, amplifying those effects, hot flashes, night sweats, whiskers. 
because they're all waiting in line at the liver, right? Bloating, lots of waste sitting in the colon. Bacteria is trying to break it down. Stinky byproducts fermenting, causing air product pockets. And just the sheer volume of waste waiting for removal. It's where some of that weight gain comes from. The waste just sitting there, all backed up. Some of the other weight gain might be from the tricks of excess insulin or cortisol. They're not getting numbed out either. Are you ready to talk about the fiber now? Stop. I already hear some of you thinking, but broccoli causes stinky farts and bloating too. Maybe. Because you aren't eating enough of it as it is. So you aren't producing the digestive enzymes and the bacteria. Your body needs to break that shiz down. When you start eating more veggies and fruits, your body will start producing more of the enzymes and the gas will dissipate. That being said, don't go from one serving of french fries a day to a huge salad daily every night. You will be very uncomfortable while your body switches gears. Best practice, keep the french fries but add a side salad. Then increase the size of the salad. Then ditch the french fries or the coffee. Oh, yes. Side note, coffee is not a laxative. It is a bowel irritant. When the body recognizes an irritant or a toxin, it wants it out ASAP. Vomit, diarrhea, now. It's like excess alcohol, right? It's, it's a built-in system to keep you alive. Survival of the fittest, right? So tip one on the fiber train. Over several days or weeks or even a month, start increasing your fiber. Tip two, explore your fiber options. It's not all about broccoli and celery. It could be eating the skin on the apple or the potato that you're already eating. Make sure you find veggies you like. Again, carrots, celery, cauliflower. What are your favorites? And find a way to make them. Next, think about seedy fruits, like uh, raspberries, right? Lots of seeds, way more fiber than watermelon. Tip three, you might need to add a fiber supplement, but as with many supplements, if you can get it with real food, that's best. But while you're practicing upping your fiber level with real food, Metamucil might be helpful, all right? Also, prune juice or raisin bran. Fun Denise story. When I was pregnant with my girls, I was in the hospital on bed rest for nine or 10 days before they were born. And I went from being constipated to diarrhea because every time you get constipated, they don't want you to push, right? So they would give me a laxative. And then of course you'd get diarrhea from that. I'd get diarrhea from that, right? And my mom was sitting with me one day and she's like, how about instead of a laxative, we try some raisin bran or some prune juice? They ordered that up and poof, the wisdom of moms. Somebody point this back to her. She, then she knows I know she's smart. Okay, tip four. So how much fiber do you really need to start helping with the chin, whiskers, hot flashes, night sweats, acne, bloating, etc.? 35 grams is what we wanna shoot for, ladies. 35, 35. Optimal would be 50, but let's start by just getting to 
to 35, okay? I am not gonna lie. I really have to try to get 50. But once you're aware and you're thinking about it, you're gonna get a whole lot closer to 50 than when you weren't thinking about it. Hey, Denise, we haven't talked about cravings and weight loss yet. How does fiber help with that? Well, fiber is mostly fruits and vegetables. And vegetables and fruits don't usually have as many calories as, say, french fries. Vegetables and fruits are also bulkier in the stomach, making you feel full on a lot less food. Vegetables and fruits also take longer to chew, thus increasing the time to eat. Did you know it takes 20 minutes for the stomach to get a message to the brain that it is full? So just slowing the meal down is going to mean less goes in in 20 minutes compared to sucking down a chocolate shake. As far as those cravings go, true physical cravings compared to emotional cravings. Those are the ones that I see the candy, I want the candy, I want the candy, I want the candy, I want, I want, I want, I want. That's an emotional craving. A physical craving is about the body needing some vitamins or minerals, things that keep the body alive. Many of the vitamins and minerals come from fruits and vegetables. Double score. So one of my favorite crave-busting mantras is from Michael Pollan in, I don't remember what his book was, about a dozen years ago. If you are not hungry enough to eat an apple, you are not hungry. If you're not hungry enough to eat an apple, you are not hungry. Write it down. So finally, how does fiber fit into the use your cycle method? It's all about the veggies and being sure that you are delivering them in the most useful ways for your body. Digestion is on high drive during our estrogen phase. So we lean into the raw fruits and vegetables. And then while digestion in general turns sluggish after ovulation, raw vegetables and fruits slow it down even further. We don't want chin whisker as acne promoting excess estrogen hanging out too long in the poop chute. Cook your fruits and vegetables during the progesterone phase. For way more in-depth topics like this, it's time to learn the Use Your Cycle Method. And the Use Your Cycle Method group program is going live April 12th. For 13 weeks, you will be immersed in the hormone education you didn't get in fifth and sixth grade. So aside from that education, you also get the hormone supporting basics, the seven protocols of the Use Your Cycle Method, weekly education and question and answers, the PDF units and cheat sheets to hang up to remind you what you're doing, priority email access to me for your day-to-day questions, you get bonus recipes and food ideas, the bonus supplement guide, and workouts if you're ready to start exercising. And of course, smaller pants, better sleep, better sex, better energy, and clearer thinking. If you get signed up by April 5th, you get the mega bonus of a one-on-one call with me before the program officially starts. For all of the details and to get signed up, go to nowgetgoing.com. Until next time, have a good one. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks for listening. 
It would mean a ton to me if you left a review or passed this podcast on to your best gal pals. And hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you have any questions, be sure you join the Menopause Project on Facebook. Until next time.